Welcome to the Take Podcast with your hosts, Sean D. James and Prince Akeem. And here we seek the news that isn't considered popular or relevant enough in today's media landscape and some things that are. World news and topics from all continents, even in Antarctica, ranging from environmental, culture, politics, history, and economics. With that being said, Enjoy, and please feel free to keep this an interactive experience. All right, the king, Prince, how's things going with you, man? Good, brother. Good, brother. I got my juice. <laughs> <laughs> what, kind, what kind of juice you got today, man? Hey, man, I can't. I can't let the listeners know. They got to find out later on in the in the future podcast what kind of juice I drink. But every morning before I get up. I got to drink my special juice. Starts my day off right. I feel you on that, man. I can't complain over here. Everything's going pretty good. Sure. That's good. That's good, man. What we, what we talking about today, Sean? What are we talking about? I believe you said you had wanted to touch on uh, the incident that took place in uh, Buffalo, New York. Yo, man. I'm telling you, that... It was insane, bro. Like, rest in peace to all the people that lost their lives during that shooting. Um, they literally, I saw on Instagram yesterday, they actually showed, like, the victims. It was all old people, too. Well, older people. Looked like ranging from, like, the, their mid-50s, like, 50s, 60s. And, um, yeah, I saw the names, and I was like, it was kind of a surreal moment. I'm like, yo, this really, really just happened. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll talk more about it. I saw the video, actually. Like this guy, <laughs> this guy in my job has the video of what happened, and it was in like literally. All right, listeners, if you ever heard of Call of Duty or seen Call of Duty, it literally was like the exact same thing. Like, he literally just drove up to the supermarket with the GoPro on and just hopped out and just shot the first person he saw. And, like, literally, like, he's he's shooting like it's a video game. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> I'm just, I'm even thinking about it right now. I'm like, yo, you, you serious? First of all, and I've been telling, I've been talking, I've been, this conversation has been hot lately because I've been talking to everybody about it. My personal view is I feel like it's a setup because it it, it it just with the climate of like the racial war going on, it was getting a little cold, you know, with the, after the whole George Floyd and, you know, the police brutality, everything was calming down, calming down. And then all of a sudden, boom, a young white supremacist comes from PA all the way to Buffalo, New York to literally shoot at random people. And I'm telling people, I'm like, yo, that doesn't make any sense to me because one, how did he know police wasn't there? Two, how did he know which supermarket to hit at what time? Three, okay, like, all right, I understand, you know, PA, you know, different gun laws, you can have a weapon. How did he know he wasn't going to die that day? Like, did he come with that mindset that he was going to get that he was going to die, or that he was going to get locked up? Because the way he was moving in the video was like, "All right, yeah, I'm gonna do this," or "I'm yeah, I'm going to do this action, and I'm I'm just gonna get locked up." But I'm like, it's a setup because I I feel like it just it just makes sense in the narrative. It, it fits the narrative so 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 perfectly. White guy shoots black all all black people, and it's just it is very upsetting. It's very disturbing, and I um it's actually it was a black security guard too that actually tried to stop him, but he got he got killed as well. And a lot of um people were coming up to me were like, "Hey, you know, it's so funny how he didn't get killed 
they de-escalated de the situation. And I'm like, yeah, this situation was up there. Like you, you came to a supermarket with an AR literally killing people. Like he's shooting the body and he's making sure that they're dead. Like it's not no shoot and then walk off. It's like shoot, look to see if they're still alive or he's breathing, boom, boom, boom. And the cops come and de-escalate the situation. And it's like, wow. And he, and he's eight, wait, he's 18 years old. And I'm like, okay, so there's, I would do my criminal investigation and find out exactly what happened. But I mean, just obvious to see, like in my point of view, it just, I feel like it's a setup. I don't know what you think about that, Sean. I mean, when I heard about it, I, I didn't, I didn't follow anything. I, I legit was just like, I, I didn't, I didn't care. I was just like, okay, you, you're gonna expect me to want to hear what's going on. Oh, let me, let me just, let me just jump on the bandwagon. And I'm just like, no, I'll wait to a couple of days after. Let, let's actually, uh, you know, have some details on it on that situation. Because that's the one thing I hate when something happens and everybody's just like, oh, this is what happened. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, no, where's the, can, can you provide the, uh, you know, the actual truth with this shit? Like what went down? That's that's the one thing that gets me. Now, I was going to backtrack right here and to say, holy shit, <laughs> one of your coworkers actually had the Twitch feed. Like yeah. how how he get that? Like, like he he had he he was he saved it somehow. Like somebody gave it to him. No, like he screen recorded him. Oh, so he had to screen recording after it was uh off of somebody else's stuff before they had to take it down for social media. Right, right, right. Which okay. is funny. Oh. Which is funny because it's like I don't even know where the guy posted the video up on. It was on Twitch. He had he was live streaming to Twitch. Like I I turned around. I didn't look into this until um I want to say uh yesterday. No, no, two days ago when you brought it up. You said, you know, yeah, I wanted to touch on this topic. And I looked it up, did, did some quick research on it, and I was like, um Yeah, it was funny. Like he <laughs> he he live streamed it on Twitch, but then it was also crazy just the thought that he turned around and his mindset was like, yeah, I'm going to have this. I'm going to show everything. I'm like, wow, okay. The fact that Twitch got it down as fast as they did, to me, was actually pretty interesting. Like, within 30 minutes, it was it was off the platform, stuff was down. Like, he had it ready. I was like, oh, okay. I, I, give, I give him that. <laughs> I, I give him that. Now, I, I laughed because the same day you said, "Hey, you know this? I want, I want to touch on this." Uh, you remember Ray? That used to work with the office. Yeah, yeah. He was like, you know, it's funny. He said he wouldn't come to work with that. You wouldn't see him in, in the hood with it. And I laugh because everybody that says is like, "Yo, he wouldn't go to the hood and do this." Somebody was like, "Yo, this like a, like probably like." a hood down, like, closer to where he, the supermarket where he was at. And people were just like, you realize he chose his victims purposely because he knew nothing was going to happen to him. That's it. That's that's why he chose it. So he apparently had did his research and he had the times of the day where it was most busy, where people tend to actually being able to high concentration of black people actually be at this location. And I was just like, really? Like you actually look that stuff up to, so you can go kill some people. All right, fine. So it's like this kid, he had this planned out. He was staking it out. He, this was a part of his plan to get this done. All right. I think what got me was I can agree with you on the 
the concept of like how it almost like some stage type of thing. Like, well, you know, things died down. You know, we need something. We need something new. I don't. It, it's funny because I don't have a concept nece- necessarily as much as it's just portrayed in that manner. Because, all right, this kid gets out, goes in there, shoots them. But when they go in his car, he has a 180-page manifesto with detailed information about why he did what he did. And I'm like, hold up, wait. He wrote 180 pages with his viewpoint. And apparently, the way he did it, he wrote it in a question-and-answer format. (laughs) So... Whatever kind of question you had to want to understand why he did what he did, he already had the answer in there for you. He then highlighted that it was another mass shooting that inspired him to do this. Then he turns around and talks about his how he was radicalized and he at the age of 12 is when he turned around and that's when he, you know, his hatred began and racial slurs and just the slurs about people like like being Jewish and homophobic, this and that. He even had, apparently, they had to notify towns in Jersey because he had Jersey City. Uh, What was it? What was like, I think it was Jersey City, Tom's River, and the other one was Lakewood. I mean, yeah, Lakewood. Talking about them. And it was like, oh, they had high, high concentrations of Jews that he wanted to take out as well. And I'm like, okay, so this isn't some random thing. Yet, can we just address the fact that this kid, you know, was mentally unstable? <laughs> like, can we address that right there? Like this, this was a very mentally unstable individual for one. And then two, I, I laugh because they they the, the media just went wild with it. Of course, if they if it, I, ble- if it, if it bleeds, it leads. And it gets me because you know I, you know I mess with old boy on YouTube that for, for the two A rights, Coleon Noir, and he he really put it he put it plain and simple like yo this kid simply wanted. The attention he wanted the yeah, infamy. He knew <laughs> he knew what was going to go down. Like, oh, I'm good. Ain't nothing going to happen to me. I'm gonna go do this. I know there's nobody that's going to be able to shoot back at me. And he states it in his in, in the manifesto. It's an 18, his 180 page, personally handwritten book. Like, yo, this is this is what's going on. And I found it funny because while. They're sitting here saying this stuff. You had a citizen who literally said, you know, it's not the tool that's the problem. It's the person using the tool. So he literally highlighted, you know, this is tragic. But at the end of the day, it's not the gun that killed these people. It was this crazy white boy. Like, that's that's who did it. And I, I just found that funny because then you'll have the mayor of Buffalo who's talking about, oh, the guns are the problem. Then you have the governor of New York, and she's like, oh, the guns are the problem. Then the mayor of New York City, uh, Mayor Adams, is talking about, oh, you know, they have a, I believe it's a bill set to pass for concealed, concealed carry permits. And it's like, nah, we can't do that. If we do it, things are going to be so wild in New York. Yeah, if people actually had, you know, a gun, they could have defended themselves in this right. situation. But they can't have that. They, that, and that's where politics play a big factor into it because we, the government doesn't want is enabling people, as in they want you to rely on the police. They want you to rely on them, even if it inconvenience you. It won't inconvenience them. It will inconvenience them if they, because they know if they get up and do some bullshit. People are going to be like, hey, no, 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 stop that. And then if you come with your guns, I got guns too. But in the same way how the guy got up and he shot at innocent people and they, and they just got shot, 
and the guy who was in control is the one with the gun. So if whoever has the guns are in control, if I'm in control, I'm not giving you guns. I'm not giving you permission to hold guns because I want to stay in control. I, 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 whatever, because if push comes to shove and I want to force you to do something, we, you know, throw politics away, throw religion out the window, I have the guns. So either way, you're doing it or, or you're not going to be alive anymore. Ba it's basic fear tactic. It's, it's basic fear. Like, all right, you care for your life. You don't want to lose it. All right, do what I say. It's, it's easy fear tactics. That's, that's what's been done. And um, for our listeners, uh, Ray, we actually worked with Ray. He's a shout out to Ray. We actually worked for Verizon Fios. Me and Sean used to do door-to-door -door marketing. So if you want to know, you're going to hear more about uh, Ray, a.k.a. Ray Mundo. But um, yeah, so I said the same thing. I said, I'm like, listen, he wouldn't. I'm like, when he said Jersey City, I'm like, okay. There's some, there's some parts in Jersey City where killing is a regular. Like, literally, like what? On MLK, Jersey City, New Jersey, by the way. Uh, where? Martha Luther King Boulevard. Uh, Jackson. Ocean Avenue, like people from Jersey City, they know, like, the, he's not coming over there. He's not coming over there and just shooting random black people because literally, I know for a fact, that's not, that I can't fathom that. Because the first gunshot, everybody's pulling out their guns because they want to know who's that. And if they see a, a white, especially if they see a white guy, they're going to defend their block. They're defending their block every day. No one is defending a supermarket every day. Like, okay, you got a security guard. And that's another thing, too. Security guards, some of these security guards are not armed. I used to say this all the time. I'm like, yo, you're a security guard with no firearm. You're just, how are you, who are you protecting? Most of these jobs don't have armed security. That so it's is like, true. But in this yeah. situation, but in this situation, the security guard actually was armed, though. That's that's what made it crazy because that's why he 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 tried to actually stop him, right? And he died. So the kid was the kid was to me. They go, oh well, you know, he wasn't prepared for that. No, he was prepared for that. He he knew somebody. He knew that the guard had a gun. He just was like, if I if I drop him, I'm good. It's it's gonna be golden. Yeah. There was only one guard, and I mean honestly, you can't even prep for that. Like, okay, who shoots up a random supermarket? Like nobody nobody preps for that. That's a surprise attack. So it's like, of course, that's going to happen. What are you going to do? You're going to put metal detectors in the supermarket so people can feel safe. You're going to implement that new law. You're going to pass that bill. It's like, bro, there was no way you could have predicted that. That's like a that's like a, a, a glass falling. It's like, you can't predict that. You just sweep it up after the mess gets there. But I mean, yeah, man. I mean, even with the kid, he's saying, you know, he had all this in his, I, his, I feel like, so what about his parents? Like, so what? He just lived with his parents? Like, nobody knows his family? Like, because I know they're probably under fire right now. I, I know probably, like, I'm thinking about this. I'm like, okay, your son just killed how many random people? Oh, I know him. I actually know his mom. I actually know his dad. I know his cousins. I know his aunties and his uncles. And it, like that's how the world works so it's like are they under protective custody or how does that go well i, I didn't i didn't dive that deep into it i i knew he lived with his parents uh people were notified about about him with his issues so there was word out there about you know potentially looking out for him i don't know who gun it was like once again, like, I didn't I didn't deep dive into this this topic, so I don't know who um I don't know where the gun's from. Like I don't know if it's if it's registered to his parents or someone else. If it was a birthday gift, I, I honestly don't know. So I, I really I can't even touch on that. And first of all, why are they banning guns in New York? Why aren't they banning guns from the place he got it from? Did he purchase a gun in New York? Wait, what? Did he purchase the gun in New York? Well, as I said, I, I don't know where he got the gun from, but he couldn't have got it from New York. Do you know how... That, 
their shit is 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 worse than ours for trying to get a gun. Exactly, especially AR. Like, so my thing is, why would you like? It's just, I don't know, man. These these are the politicians that get voted in. They play the the blame the gun game. Like, it was guns. It's always guns. Yeah, guns, guns, guns. It's like, but I guess it's easier to accept that just guns. I I feel like, you know what? You know what? Actually, I think it's better that they say it's guns than they say it's people. Because think about it, right? If you're walking down the street and you're telling me anybody has the proclivity of just getting up and killing me right now, I'll be in constant fear. But if I blame guns and then you take away the guns, oh, now I feel safe because the guns aren't there. So that means I'm there. And I'm thinking from their, their paradigm. I'm thinking from like how they would think about the situation. Like obviously we think differently, but that would make sense. For me, that makes lazy sense. So just that's, that's not, that's putting a bandaid <laughs> like, that's like you know there's the, the foundation behind that wall is bad. And you're like, eh, I'm gonna put some fresh paint on, I'm gonna just shave that off right there, put some fresh paint. Yeah, it's good, everything's good right there. It's no problem with that wall. You want to hang a picture up on a pitch frame? Go ahead, do what you want to do. It's, it, no, trust me, it is perfectly fine. Like, nah, for me, I, I get tired of the constant thing of, oh, they had an AR, he had this AR style weapon. He could have came with an M4 and they would have still said it was an AR-styled weapon. He had a high-capacity magazine. What do you mean high-capacity? I mean, he had the regular standard magazine that comes with it, but you want to call it high-capacity? Like, I, I think it's it's funny. Like, for me, it's not something to think. I know it's funny when you have, the, we have people and citizens acknowledging if we just had different gun laws, People could have defended themselves. Hey, it's not the gun that's the problem. It was the person that was the problem. It's not the gun that's the problem. It's just a tool like anything else. If he had came in with a hammer and hit the guard in the head one time, and then people got scared, he grabs the gun, the guard's gun, but then still runs around and hits people in the head, but uses the gun as a means to the scare them that they're going to get shot, but he just beats them in the head. What are you going to say? Oh my God, the hammer is so evil. We should no longer use hammers at all in life. You should, have, you should have, to, you have to be a contractor with a license to not have a hammer. Like, nah, M- that, that to me is stupid. <clears throat> MC like, Hammer, go down, like go down the drain. If somebody, if people get killed with hammers, that, no, <laughs> no more hammer time. Hammer time. If you say hammer time in public, you will get fined $50. <laughs> no, no hammer time. It's unacceptable. You can't say that. I'm, I'm really laughing because, so here it is, right? Everybody's all on this Buffalo thing. Oh, just, there's this, the shooting in Buffalo, New York. And oh, and I'm like, okay, so. Well, the thing I'm not hearing from anybody is the same day that happened, there was another shooting in Southern California. So you don't hear nobody talking about that. And I go, well, is it because we're on the East Coast? So it's not circulating in our news. It's not circulating on a YouTube feed popping up. People over people over here because this is our coast. Focus on the Buffalo, New York thing. Oh well, I'm in California. Oh well, then yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have that shit all over your feeds, talking about the shooting in, in Southern California. I find that one to be more interesting and newsworthy than the Buffalo, New York one. I feel as though the Buffalo, New York one just got got what it needed for the purpose of we need to turn around, and do more with our laws. We need we need uh, we need something to you know push the envelope here. Right. So and. California, right? Yeah. This man, just like the kid here, he had some, you know, some documentation shit in his car about, you know, reasoning and this and that. He uh did like the kid. He was staking out the place. He was in there for a minute. 
This man opened fire in a church. Wow. And uh, just like just like in Buffalo, somebody stepped in and said, "Yo, my life isn't worth more than the lives around me." You know, I'm I'm gonna step up and and try to save people. And the man was shot. Three bullets killed him. So the man that tried to stop the shooter was a 52 year old doctor, and he he did his best, man. He did his best, but he he took two to the chest. Now, I mean, a three. No, it was three. Now, what got me was the shooter. <laughs> this, this is what gets me like, hold up. Bre- break this down for me right quick. We have an 18-year-old kid in Buffalo. Now, you said he had a GoPro on. He hopped out the car. I believe he had like a bullet vest on. He was, he, was, he was ready to look like he was prepared and ready for some action. This dude... 68-year-old David Wenwei Chow from Las Vegas was in Southern California at a Taiwanese Presbyterian church. He apparently at some point was trying to lock the doors with chains, put crazy glue in the bolts so that when they try to move them, the doors are locked in and he's going to just go ham, just let off. The He... <laughs> By the time the police got there, he was already detained because the other elderly people in there actually got him down to the ground and hogtied him with extension cords. So <laughs> while I'm waiting for the police to come save me in New York or California, which said we get straight gun laws, the elderly people defended themselves only because the guy that was the issue was an elderly person as well. They said it like he was startled at the fact that the 15, the 52-year-old doctor tried to stop him. But the people he killed, so at, while he was doing the shooting and letting off, he killed one guy, the doctor, and wounded five other people. Now, the people that he was aiming at were between the ages of 62, I mean, 66 and 92. I'm like, bro, it's another elderly situation, another easy pickings, another numbers pile up real quick, and we can use the term mass shooting. It's like, bro, right. define the term mass shooting for me. What what number makes it mass shooting? Is it because there's a, a bunch of people and it was a shooting amongst the masses? Like the term, define that term for me. Because I'm like, yo, they go, well, we think it might have been a hate crime. It's like, well, why is it a hate crime? Isn't he's Asian? So because, he, what they're Taiwanese and he's not like like no, he was born and raised in Thailand. They thought he was originally from China, and that's why it was a hate crime because he's one of the people who believe Taiwan, just like the United States, does not recognize them as an actual country. He's like, well, they're not an actual country. They're trying to break away from China. We need to be whole again. Then. They look in his car and they're going through all this stuff. A, na- a former neighbor saw the news and was like, yeah, I know him. He was going through some hard times. His wife left him and went back to Taiwan for cancer treatment. But they was also in the middle of a divorce. They sold the building that they were living in. The new owners raised the rent so high that he couldn't afford to live there no more. So he was just going through mad hardships and shit. And then he had these, uh, these apparently these beliefs. And then he chose to go do this shit. So I'm like, I can see how you have a hate crime. I didn't, I, I, you know, it's always funny when you have states that have death penalties. And then you'd be right. like, oh, they have a death penalty there? Wow. Okay. Like, so because of the crimes, he might face life in prison. He's already 68. Like, it's not going to be that damn long. Give him like two especially years with his, Especially with his mental state and the emotion bearings on him. He, he might go before then. Or he could face death penalty. Okay, he's looking at seven counts, five for attempted murder, one for the murder, and then trying to give another one with special circumstances if it's considered a hate crime. They also got four counts. They had the counts of uh, possession of a destructive device, intention to harm or kill. I said, 
a destructive device. What? What? what is that? <laughs> like, what are we talking about here, man? Come on. So the fact that this whole thing got so much attention in, in New York is one of those things where it's like, you know, guys, how about we stop giving so much attention to it? I know it's, you know, it's, let's address the issue that happened. It, it is a sad event that took place. I understand that. But at a certain point, you got to stop giving these guys just attention. Because people that feel like they have nothing in life now, it just makes them feel like they have something. Because right. people are going to talk about me and I'm going to be important and relevant. Like, uh, at some point, you know, ease that shit up. Man. That's, I mean, I think it is because it's an East Coast thing because we're not going to worry about like what's going on in the West Coast? Like, even though I'm not saying that's not bad, that what happened just that it's relative to where you're at. Um, two, I shout out to the boomers. <laughs> Back in their day, they like they get it done. They ain't waiting for the police. They like, listen, we're gonna get this thing done right now. Um, rest in peace to the doctor that died. But yeah, it just goes back to show you that it's like, why not train, why not train your people to defend themselves? Why not empower them and not try to take their power away? Because now it's like every time you take their power away, it's like it's like that they have to wait on you. And it's like them waiting that for like one minute could be the, the longest one minute of their life. Yep. But, Man, yeah, I mean, and I'm not going to say it's not going to happen again because it's life and there's always anomalies and variables that would cause this to happen. And that's, an, that's another thing, too. Like, you can't even go out on, on like, as a politician and just go out and be like, hey, this will never happen again. Like, this, I mean, no, this can happen again. Can't say that. People go crazy. Oh, my God, I don't feel safe. I mean, it's funny because <laughs> some people, some uh, some races in America, hint, hint, smiling emoji, smiling emoji. Some races in America, they don't feel safe <laughs> at all. <laughs> so it's like, it did, but they don't want the, uh, I guess, other races to feel, they, they want some races to feel safe and other races they don't care about. We gotta get to our next segment, right, Sean? Yeah, how we uh, how we met and how that how that all came about. <laughs> so, uh, you want to you want to start it off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna kick that off. I'm gonna kick it this because I'm a. Uh, I'm the older one, so oh my god, like yeah, let me just I'll, I'll kick that off. Like so, four years older. Huh? Like four years older than me. How old are you again? <laughs> I'm 26 on on the on physical plane, on a spiritual plane, I'm like 26 million years old. <laughs> Still and counting. I, I, I'm, hold up. And I'm how 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 much older am I? I'm I'm, I'm, I'm four years older than you. Yeah. Oh, I'm 28. Wow. Wow. I'm not even in my 30s anymore. Okay. Wow. Well, okay. I, I thought you were 30. Damn, you know. I, I guess we, we had some wild times. You thought I was younger than what I was at some point. Yeah. <laughs> nah, okay. Three, bro. Sean, See, we, we had some wild times and in your head, like, no, it just went. You don't act your age at all. You don't you don't look at age, you don't like your age. Like you're oh like a solid Sean, Sean older than that. No, nah, he older than that. No, nah, he nah, he's not older than that. No, nah, he nah, he my mom. Nah, wait, 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 but then he what? Shit, I don't remember. <laughs> Shad, you're 30. You will be 30 until I change your age. That's it. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll go with that. Sure. 
All right, good. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, I used to be in uh retail, and at the time I was um, where was I at that point? I was at Baby's Us. Yeah, I was I was still working at Baby's Us, and I believe I I was looking for a new job. That's what it was. I was looking for a new job. And I was laughing. It's, it's funny because it's like you always you get sucked into those some, sometimes. You'd be like, oh, this is an opportunity for growth. And it's like, all right, I'm out. I go to New Brunswick. And I'll go to for an interview. I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, it's this office. Got your two secretaries here. Got the office room. Go ahead to have an interview. And I'm there and I'm like, oh, this sounds like good potential here. Like, you know, we work, uh, we work with Verizon. You know, we're a contractor with them. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right, cool. Oh, so office environment. I was like, commission. I'm like, I never done commission before, but we'll, we'll see how this plays out. You know, uh, let's, see, let's see what happens here. I'm, I, you kind of sold me on the concept of, hey, it's a team environment. You know, you can make money real easily. This and that. I was like, fuck, I got sucked into it, bro. So I'm there doing a door-to-door thing. And it's funny because the day I had my interview was the same day I met Ardell. We had our interview on the same day, bro. Oh, for real? Yeah. We had our interview on the same... We got hired at the same time. The only difference... We was on different teams. He was under... I was under Dave and he was under... Um, what's the guy with the Supra? They had a Supra. Uh, uh, Steven. Uh, Goldberg. Yeah. Go, the one that went to Florida. Yeah, yeah, Goldberg. Shout yeah. out to Goldberg. He listening to this. Yeah. Shout out to. He was uh he was under him, but we were hired at the same time. It was all cool, and it was just it was funny because like you didn't come in until was it Union? Yeah, yeah. So we was in New Brunswick. I want to say maybe about two months. I think I think I you know what I think in the second month was when they were moving to Union because the office was getting divided because the manager at the time, um, Nick was, I think one of the other guys got promoted to his level, and that guy was growing his team. And it was just like, yo, this office ain't big enough. Like, there's no way you could fit your team growth, my team. We got Dave coming up. We got Rob over here right right behind you. Like, we're going to have three managers sharing this little office space. It ain't going to work. So that dude turned around and was like, well, I found a spot in Plainfield, in South Plainfield, so I'm going there. And they was like, all right. Nick was like, well, we're going to have to find a spot. So then that's when they turned around and moved to Union. And it was funny because that whole time prior to that, it was just like, yo, New Brunswick was dope, bro. Like, right near the college. I was catching a train out there, had the little bagel spot. We was like, yo, I want something to eat. Yo, there's a Starbucks right there. Had team night. Oh, it's a sushi spot around the corner. Word. All right, let's go. Like, yo, no matter what, that was the only thing that made those jobs fun for me in the beginning was like those, those team nights. Yeah. But after that point, that's when uh, we moved to Union. And that's when uh, you come into the picture. So, uh, hey, man, go ahead. Take over. Um, yeah, so that's when I was 18, so that was like eight years ago. Yeah, you was the um, youngest person there, too. Yeah, <laughs> didn't know fresh out of high school, was on my way to college, and I was like, Yo, you know, you know, you're 18, you get pressured. It's like, Okay, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? You got to figure that now at 18 years old. Like, I, I didn't even experience drinking yet. I'm not even old enough to drink. You tell me what I, want to, what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like, I'm going to figure this out as soon as I get out of high school. I'm like, okay. So, I was a super-duper introvert, and I couldn't talk to people. So, I worked on that social skill. I, I worked on, like, talking to, like, random people. Like, I would talk to random people in the park, talk to <laughs> random people just walking, say, hi, how are you? Which is weird in the North, in North America, like not North America, but like 
up north, but down south is normal to greet and say hi to people. But that's a whole nother story right there. But anyway, so I'm doing that. I'm doing that. And I'm like, yo, I want a job that requires me to like I can make money while talking to people. So I went on Indeed and literally when I mean it took me like probably like two, three months to get a job because. Oh, man, it's like when you get your first this will be my first ever, ever, ever job, like legally, <laughs> legally, as in like, you know, on paper or whatever. All the other jobs, like if I was working in a restaurant or like I'll help like move furniture or whatever. Yeah. But this is my first job. And I'm like, OK, sales, sales requires me to, to just talk to people and make money. I'm like, all right, cool. So then I applied to this job. I got it. I was so scared. I had put on a suit and tie. For the interview. <laughs> oh, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that was their, their, their dress code. You got to right. come, everybody, come, come dress professional. You want to walk in yeah. professional, leave professional. Right. But when that's, it's time to go on the field, oh, that's on you. You want to you want to wear the suit? I don't know if I mean, I wouldn't recommend it. Make it hot, you know. Just switch a pair of some, some, you know, some, some khakis. Some cargo shorts, you know, something like that with a polo, oh, nah, nah, you know, nah, like nah. a red shirt. We professional yeah. everywhere we go, Sean. Listen, <laughs> we, 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 <laughs> represent Verizon. <laughs> Verizon Files, customer service mm-hmm. rep, representative. I'll never forget that. That was door to door. So if anybody, uh-huh. shout out to all my door to door salesmen who's still out there in the field getting it. But we was out here. It could be rain, sleet. Snow, you buying files, you buying this cable with the internet, with the phone, and you don't got to use the phone. You can just use the internet and the cable. You so, getting this triple play, no matter get, what. You getting this triple play playing. That's what that's what triple play like. Yo, man, that's triple play is you get cable, <laughs> internet, and phone for a deal. So, I was like, you know, when I first came there. They told me about it. I'm like, all right, cool. And it's like, yeah, 100% commission. I'm like, what does that mean? That means if you don't make a sale, you don't get no money. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Man, I'm 18. How do you even know what I just said okay to? I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's yeah. just like. See, okay, I'm cool with that. No problem. I get paid. It's cool. It's cool. Like, do I really want to think that's cool? I don't think that's cool. I should, I should probably say no. Right. I, body, but like I said, I don't know what I want to do with my life at 18. So I go there and, um, you know, in that environment, everybody's on like different teams and me and Sean, we weren't on the same team, but, um, I can't really remember how we spoke to, I think, I think we was, it's probably one of those team nights and I was just like, you know, talking to everybody. I was talking to Sean and I found out that he lived in East Orange. I'm like, Oh, you're right there, bro. I live in East Orange too. And then, um, found out that we, I, th- I think you went to campus, right? You went to East Orange Campus High School? No, nah, no. Nah, I went to, um, I went to Sissy Tyson. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Performing arts school. Like, I didn't, I never went. Like, it, it was funny because I, I never went to any of the schools on the north side. Yeah, I lived on the north side. It was at the time when I was still, when I was still coming, it was, it was bad, bro. Like, <laughs> those schools was bad as shit. My mom was like, no, my son ain't going there. Like, no, no kid I raised will ever be in one of these bad schools. Like, no, no, he ain't going there. So I I went to a charter school when I was six, but then they did some funneling with the money for the school and it messed things up. So then the, the Board of Education had to figure out, well, where are we sending these kids? How, how are we doing this? And it just so happened they sent me to performing art school. And I was just laughing because I'm like, yeah, they're gonna send me to a performing art school that you have to audition to get into. And I didn't have to audition. I just got up in there because of the circumstances. I was like, wow. Well, this is this is a this is gonna be a hilarious for anybody that tried to try to get in here and they can't get in. So I was at Sissy Tyson from middle school to high school. Like the campus, bro, when that school first opened, yo. Talking about the fights, the gang fights, like they separated. The people don't understand this school used to be called. It used to go by a different name. It was a uh, 
I think they had they I think because they, they had the campus which was 10th, 11th, and 12th, and then they had campus nine for just a freshman. Like, yeah. why do you have a school just for freshmen? What the hell? And it was just like, oh yeah, it's like, like an introduction for them, whatever. So the gang fights was ridiculous because it was you didn't really have no Crips in East Orange. You 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 had I think you had like Hoover on Park Ave and that one complex. That's it. And that one little project section right there, you had you had you had Hoover, but you had no Crips, so you had nothing but Bloods against Bloods. So you literally had Southside motherfuckers talking about yo they Elmwood, they Brookwood, Westwood, y'all murder, one five gunner, G Sean, what up? And then they'll go to the north side, and then you got Brim, and you got Queen Street, but then the Haitians, like the Haitian outlaws, the Jamaicans, will be getting and the into Haitian it. Outlaws. <laughs> Yo, the Dominicans, like the, like the Latin Kings, that was that one there. They never had no problems because they kept they they kept to themselves, kept their head down with their shit. So you never heard about no no Latin King shit that was going on up in there. None of Hispanic. You never heard about none of Hispanic shit. All you heard about the Caribbeans and Bloods. That's it. Yeah. Like they was like that was a bro. You was a a troop right there because them buses, them school like they're not even school buses. The public bus system would have like three buses, like hop on a ninety four from their school all the way to the south side. And if you didn't catch the bus, you walking. It's like right. bro, you had to walk like 10, 15 blocks. Like you was walking from the north side all the way back to the south side. Like, yo, them fights was happening all over the place. I was like, I knew nothing about that shit. I was like, bro, I, I knew nothing about it because I wasn't in that. I wasn't in that environment. Yeah, and and so when when Sean said you, you know, you knew about that lifestyle because I, I went to campus. I went to I went to campus nine in ninth grade, and my high school I went to um, campus side. So that's how me and Sean we that, just right there we just bonded from there, and then. I think it got it got solidified when we found out we had the same birthday, March fourth. Yeah, that, that was a funny one. When March fourth, we got the same birthday. Oh shit! I was like, pull out your ID. I had an ID. I'm like, yo, pull out your ID. ID <laughs> registration. Let me see. Let me identify you. We looking at each other's IDs like, yo, I think that's the best thing ever. Like when somebody said they got your same birthday. And you, it's so unbelievable that you got to ID them and they pop the ID and you're like, oh, snap. Like, what we got to say? And then after that, it was just, um, and you know what, too? We took the bus together. I remember. Now I remember. We used to take the bus to work. And, like, yep. coming to work, I think I would see him. Or he might get a ride or something like that. But I know, like, coming home, I would um we would ride together and then obviously we would talk. Yeah, it was me, you, and Lindley. Yeah, because we all lived in East Orange, so we all would just sit down and talk and whatnot. I think he used uh, to get off before us. At one point, he, I think he was yeah. in East Orange, and then he I moved back Irvington. into Irvington. Irvington. Nah, yeah, I think, I think no, he was in Irvington, and then um, right, because Irvington, and then um, it would be me. Cause you lived, I think you lived on the north side, and I was on the south side. Yeah. So I would come off before you. So like, yeah. So and when we're taking the bus, I would see you first, and then we would see you, Lily, and then we would all go to work. So that's yep. how our friendship got solidified. And then after that, we just, um, yeah, we just after that, just story just continues. Like we just, um, we moved moved like to a different office in Hoboken, New Jersey, which is one of the greatest cities in New Jersey, in my opinion. And um now, working- hold on before you even continue with that, you gotta you gotta address that. You gotta address the real the real truth behind the, the story behind that one. What you, you can't glaze over that. We moved we to talk- Hoboken. Oh why why'd you guys move to Hoboken? <laughs> oh well that's an interesting one seeing as you know the manager. Wait, 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 wait. I think that's for the Patreons, man. That's for the Patreons. <laughs> Come on, but that, no, that one right there, that one can be told. Now we can t- discuss us that happened for the for the oh. for the Patreon. But the move, the move is come on, it's, it's a short, it's a short one though. 
Poor management. I'll, I'll just keep it at that. Poor management. Poor management. Okay. The guy dropped the ball. He he dropped he dropped the uh the the uh, potato salad at Thanksgiving. He, he, he dropped the yam. He dropped the he dropped the turkey, Sean. It was Thanksgiving dinner. The guy was walking to the to the dinner table. He dropped the turkey. He messed up Thanksgiving for everybody. Okay, you know what? We're we're gonna we'll, we'll cover we'll cover him. We'll cover management. That's how we're gonna do that. We're oh, gonna yeah. cover the management, <laughs> and that will be posted on a Patreon. Definitely, because that that will be posted on a Patreon for people that's on a Patreon. No matter the tier, you already know you'll have the early access once it's available. So you'll have you'll hear that you'll hear that uh you're gonna hear that story. That's that's gonna be interesting with management. Yo, if we could get the guys from the old office to to jump on that school, oh my god, that would be that would just solidify that story. You know what's so funny? That would be like we have so much stories from like doing sales that and like you wouldn't believe it. So it's like it would be good to have like get like more credibility and be like, yo, man, you gotta uh gotta jump on this, bro. Like, well, is Ardell still still doing the podcast? I don't even know. Like, I'm not on Facebook no more. I got rid of my Facebook. So uh-huh. last I last I saw before I got rid of it, he was um he he moved from Gainesville to Tampa to Tampa, Florida. Like you already know, he was he was always repping where he was from. He he loved his shit. Like he's like, yo, small town set. That was that was his thing. Like he always rep Gainesville. So that like, when people when I saw he he said he was moving, yo, people was in shock. Like what? You leaving? What you talking about? You leaving? Oh my god, this guy! I was like, damn. <laughs> that shows right there. Man, I, I ain't gonna lie, yo. The, them guys to the office, man, I miss them, bro. Like, honestly, from from that, they actually made me who I am today. Like, literally, like, I will never forget, like, this guy, like, every single one of them, like, I have a story for each one. Like, Steven, Goldberg, I, rem- I will never forget. He taught me to never give up. I, I, I swear to God. I, and I never, it's like, it's, it's something that you have to see to believe it. So I remember I wasn't making sales like that, doing like door to door. And I was like, I would get so sad and depressed and like, dang, I'm not good at this. Da, da, da. So he would ask me what's going on. And I'm like, yo, I don't know, man. Like, I'm trying to sell, but nobody's nobody's home. Nobody wants to buy. Nobody has money. Like, I don't know what's going on. She's like, all right, yo, come work with me one day. I'm like, all right. So me and him, we driving this nice, his nice ass car and whatnot. To me, Goldberg was rich. Like in my head, Goldberg was just like. This perfect alpha male, like literally, yo, picture like this Italian mob boss, like, l- like this, like the son or the nephew of a mob boss, and like he's everything. He's like, <laughs> like just his swagger, his demeanor, everything, the way he talks, everything. So I, I really looked up to him. Yo, and- no lie, I used to question myself. I was like, yo, does Goldberg got money? I was like, yo, what is he? I'm like, his name Goldberg and shit. So I thought he was Jewish. I'm be dead. I thought he was. And then wow. I think it was like, oh no, he's not, he's not, he's not Jewish. Like, like he's like Hispanic or something. Like, like, oh no, he's half and half. I'm like, my god, does he got money? Is he just doing this just because he's like he's bored? And it's like something like, oh, this help him get his people skills up. Like, what, what's going, what's, what's his story? <laughs> and I remember my- like, yo, that super, yo, his super was nice as shit. I that, that's, my- that's no lie. Getting in that super was like, damn. But my- like, he helped, he helped me before. He helped me one time, and I was like, yo, this, this shit dope. But, bro, Sean, I got to tell you, man. You know what you told me? You know he was he's actually shy? Wait, say again? He's actually shy. He's a shy guy. Really? So imagine, imagine, listeners, imagine, like, a person you know, right? They're super introverted, talking to everybody, laughing with everybody, all that. Well, they're actually shy. And I'm like, I'm thinking he's lying to me, but we got so personal one day that I found out that he was shy. And I'm like, bro, are you serious? But have you ever seen the TV show Martin? Um, so Martin Lawrence, in real life, he's shy. Like he is a, he, he's quiet like a mouse. Like I saw him in an interview with Will Smith. A while, like years ago, 
when we used making, I think it was making like Bad Boys Three, and they were talking to him about it, and like Will was the only one talking, but Martin did not say a word, and I'm like, yo, this is the same Martin, but yeah, just like when it comes to like acting or like being on TV, he's he's like a whole different person, but in real life he's just quiet, and I'm like, okay, that reminds you of um, so that's how um Stephen was, so but anyway. Um, yeah, so me and him, me and Steven, we went out and we were, we were going like door to door and like, yeah, we were just getting like rejected, rejected. And like, I would, I would, I'm, I'm the only one feeling bad. I'm looking on his face and he's just like whistling and laughing and I'm looking at him and I'm like, yo, don't you feel bad? Like I'm saying this in my head. I'm like, don't you (laughs) got rejected and he, and it's just like, it's like water off a duck's back. And we're going to door to door, door like for the whole day. We're not getting no sales. And I'm like, yo, you don't, you're not discouraged. You're not. He's like, no, this is a, this is a part of it. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm like and he, he was showing me what success was. And I, I'm so appreciative of that because he was just showing me like, even though you get rejected, even though you face all these things in life, as a like as a man, you just gotta like. You can't let it get to you. And we kept on going and going and going, just rejection after rejection after rejection, or some people won't get home. And at that point, I'm like, yo, bro, how are you doing this? Like, you're, you literally are not upset at all. And he's just like, yo, man, it's just, just used to rejection. It's just, I don't feel anything. And I wish I, like, I wish I was taking notes at that time, but I'll never forget that. And then we went to a door. And then we got a sale and I'm looking at him and he's, he's still same demeanor. And he showed me like, yeah, I told you that's, that's how it is. That's how success is. Like you just rejection after rejection, after rejection, loss after loss after loss. But if you keep on going, you're going to, you're going to win. And after that, I was like, that's why you make more sales than me. Because when I would give up, you would keep going. Literally we're doing the same thing. We're we're dressed up, you know, we're dressed up in suits and ties. You're you're working my lead list. I'm I'll be complaining, he won't be complaining. I'll be upset, he won't be upset. His how he his reality of how things are, he kept a smile on his face. I didn't. If I did 20 doors, he did a hundred. So before I would look at him, I'm like, oh my god, he's like this crazy, amazing sales guy because he gets all these sales. It's like, no, he's just, he just keeps going. Like, that's really it. He doesn't let it get to him. And I'm like, okay, that's what separates me from you. It's not money, not the status, not looks, it's not anything. He just keeps on going. And that's like, I will always forget that. I mean, I will will always remember that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest like that. That to me was one of the biggest differences among so many people. You could see who were the people that kept it going, who weren't. Who were the ones that actually living what they saying? I I don't remember ever working with him one on one in the field. Like they they would say like this terminology they would use like. All right, time to go on the field and make these sales. And I was like, you know, I was I was struggling for a minute. Like that, that was rough. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, that job for me was that that was a big, big eye-opener. Like, yo, what the fuck is this? This is how people like, and I'm seeing people like, oh yeah, they closed. They done closed this person, they closed that person, they got these numbers. End of the day, you know, everybody comes back to the office and let's see what the numbers are. What did you do? How'd you do? Okay, so what held you back? And I'm just like, bro, I couldn't close them. Like, <laughs> I legit could not close that person. I, I, I don't know. They just didn't want the service. Like, and for me, it was hard because it was like, yo, they said they don't want it. I'm not about to push this shit on. Like, yo, you don't want it. All right, fine. I'm not wasting my time. Show them out. That was my mindset. And it was like it was just so hard to be like, yo, nah, you, you gotta close them, bro. You can close them. They tell me they don't want it because they just have a, a 
They have a certain mindset about it, what they believe the service is. Trust me, you can turn around, you can pull this off. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, all right. And it just so happened, something, something took place in which me and Ardell both closed the same amount. Like we, it was crazy, bro. We got hired the same day and promoted the same day. I remember because the, the goal, the goal was, I think you had to get like five in a day to qualify from being like a um, the new hire to like now being considered somebody that's like oh, you're a stable person, and eventually we could actually trust to put you out out in the field with a new hire. And me and Ardell was just like, all right, cool. And I was just like, I felt awkward about it because I was like, nah, I, I almost don't want this. It was like, he's like, what? Like, why not? I said, nah, bro, like, it's a pity. Like, this, this is some pity shit for, for me and you. Like, they just giving it to us because we didn't actually earn it like everybody else. But everybody was actually okay with it because they was like, nah, we see that you guys got it. That's why nobody here is complaining like, oh, no, nah, I bust my ass. And these guys just do this little bit. They, they do one lesson and they qualify. Hell no. Like, nobody had that mindset. If they yeah. did, nobody openly showed that. And I was like, all right, cool. Now, for me, I was like, the, I think what got me about the job was it had to be the, the whole team aspect. Like, hey, we're a team. We work together, you know. No, nobody's above anybody. Like, you know, you have you, have, you are above somebody because of this. But at the end of the day, you know, hey man, we're we're all we're all together in this. And I'm like, you hear that in certain jobs, and then you just be like, Yeah, yeah, so you just talk, you chatting shit right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. you just you, you chatting shit. Like you don't you don't really mean that. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah, that's saying that. Sound good on paper. Exactly. Exactly. That, that shit sound real good on paper. Cause then you come in thinking that, and then you find out, nah, motherfucker. Welcome to the real world. Like what? I thought I was in the real world. <laughs> now you in the real world. Like Go God damn it. Go <laughs> Go <For> real, man. <laughs> so, uh. like before you got there, it was. Man, it was it was funny as hell. Like before, because you came in union, so we had we had instances when like guys would come in, get hired, and they wouldn't even tell the truth on the application. So one guy turned around and he um he lied on his application and was like, they was like, hey, uh, you know, criminal record. He's like, oh no, I'm I'm good. Now, for people that have never done door to door. There's something called no soliciting townships. And <laughs> some people, like, you know, Verizon would be like, hey, here's a list of the other places that have it. And they would provide the leads, as in the places we can go to visit, to like do everything. And we would show up, and the people would be looking like, yo, what the fuck? Like, oh, God, I hate these door to door people. Like, what are you doing here? And it's like, what the fuck what you mean? What am I doing? I'm doing my motherfucking job. <laughs> like, I'm trying to make this money. Like, what you talking about? So I would turn around and I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'm trying to get this money. Like, so what's up? So this dude goes to Montclair and apparently like, he, was, he was a cocky Italian kid and he's scared. Apparently, he scared an old lady who had a shit ton of cats. He came to the door, and she thought he was there to hurt her. I was like, oh, wow. shit. Wait, what happened? It was like, she got scared. She thought he was going to hurt her. He was like, what? Like, no, I'm here doing door to door. And the cops was like, all right, well, let's, let's, let's get your information. And he gave it to them. And it turns out he lied. He had felony charges. In the system, shit was pending. Yeah, he had shit pending, and <laughs> nobody they because because the background check on him didn't finish clearing. 
So they Woo. took him on his word and they hired him. And they was like, you know, if it if it comes back dirty, we're gonna let you go. And he was cool with that because I guess he in his mind's like, nah, I'm, I'm gonna be good. This shit gonna slide. I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna make some money. They're gonna see I'm a good sales rep and they're not gonna let me go. I think that was his mindset. And lo and behold, he didn't make it long enough. Go alert. Cops was like, all right, call your manager. He called the manager. They was like, yeah, that's our guy. Yeah, you know what's going on? Like, hey, man, he was here. The lady says she was scared, you know, this and that. He was like, you know, like, all right, well, look, like, oh, so we'll let him go. We just want to make sure that he works for you. They, they was like, yeah. They was like, okay, cool. We'll, we'll, let him, we'll let him go. And then they let them know, hey, look, we let you know on the side. Um, we don't know if you know, but he has felony charges in the system. <laughs> we just want, we want you to know just in case, you know, you might want to check that background on him. And then when he got back to the office, that was it. Terminated. They had to let his ass go. Get better. Or they're going to learn today. <laughs> yeah. They're going to learn what a felony looked like today. <laughs> yup. Oh, crazy. Yeah. But uh, let me see. What is it? Yeah, it looks like uh, we actually just, we, we are slightly over an hour right now. So uh, I think we're going to cut it right. We're going to cut it here. Alright, What we're gonna do is um I'm gonna follow up with uh Ray. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to him and see uh what his schedule's looking like. Cause I'm coming up I gotta drive up your way this uh the, I gotta drive up your way anyway today, so I'm gonna go check check on my mom's. <clears throat> if Ray available, I'm gonna contact him, see what's up. We'll schedule something with him and uh we'll we'll do some some back some stories. We'll treat as a team night. thanks i'm done for that all right um i'm gonna go and um edit this podcast real quick